Motherfuckers and motherfuckers. This is your host, Uncle Dolomite, for the Too Much Game podcast. Live from the sanctuary once again. Today, we have a special guest, JC Minx, author of the book, Give That Man the Pussy. Are you here, JC? I am. I'm so excited to be here. <laughs> That's a beautiful thing. I'm excited to have you. Today's episode, y'all know my listeners, my audience. I don't usually have guests. It's not something that I normally do. You know, y'all y'all know, everybody's not invited here. You have to be somebody who I feel is aligned with what our content is. Today, our, our special guest, she fits the criteria. She's one of them ones. She got a book out. Could you please explain what, what, what the book is and what it's about? Sure. Again, um, do you want me to just give you a little background first? Yes, please. That? Okay. Well, first of all, thank you so much, Elmite, for having me here today this afternoon. Um, I'm really excited to have a nice uh, interactive discussion on a very controversial subject. Um, so just to start off, I am from Queens, New York. And uh, my background is that I used to be an opera singer. So my degree actually is in music. Uh, so I've performed uh, in opera, musical theater, film, TV. Uh, so I was living over in London, came back to the States, and um, I sort of went into the financial area. And what I started to notice is a pattern of men who were complaining all the time that their girlfriends, their wives, we're not giving up the pussy. So in my mind, I was like, man, that's very interesting. This is a pattern. You know, my, my male friends were talking about it. Some clients were talking about it. I said, wait a minute, this has to be addressed. Hence the book, Give That Man the Pussy, The Guide to Keeping Your Man Faithful. So I originally wrote it in 2005. And then at the time, my son was pretty young. And I was like, you know what? I can't do this right now. He's too young. Plus, I would have been fired from any of the firms anyway, um, because I worked on Wall Street for, for 20 years after my after the performing. So, um, again, over and over. I mean, I was a high, you know, high um, sales executive on Wall Street. And, you know, these are high end clients. Same thing. Oh, you know. My wife, she won't give me the pee. I keep have to beg for it. It was like this overwhelming. I don't care if they were white, Asian, whatever, black people. All these men were complaining. I'm like, you know what? Love Steve Harvey. Love some of these other folks. But women need to hear this from another woman because many times they don't want to hear it from a man. It's like, yeah, you're just a man. But I'm a woman who I understand the male species. So let me just stop right there and see if you want to jump in. Um, I don't know why you would think that you would understand men so well. Like, but you said it was in the book. I read that it was like different, you know, races, types of demographics of men. So just the thought of you saying that you understand men, I'm not going to push back because I don't know your complete experience because 
that would make me a hypocrite because I feel like I have a good understanding of women because of the bunch of women who I've spoken to. So, Right. So what makes me authority? Again, I just said speaking to so many different men in different areas. But if you just break it down in terms of the hierarchy of needs, right? Um, there's a great book by uh, William Harley, and it's called His Needs, Her Needs. And so when you think about women and say what their top three needs might be, it might be affection, conversation, honesty. And with men, let me ask you, what do you think the number one need is? Number one is, is definitely pussy. Exactly. Sex. And that's exactly what he says. It's sex, recreational companionship, attractiveness, you know, of his spouse. So when you think about those needs, you have to say, wait a minute. If that number one need is not being addressed, there's going to be problems and it's going to permeate into all areas of the relationship. Because if you think about a relationship, usually, you know, the, the top three are what sex, finances and the children. Yeah. So if you can actually take care of the sex part, that's like half the battle. But if there's a problem in the bedroom, there's going to be problems everywhere. Definitely. Right? So, you know, also as an African-American woman and you look at statistics, right? So Pew Research, they did uh, a study in 2021 and only 39% of black families are married couples. And that means that you have 60% of black folks that don't have a traditional family unit, right? And half of that 60% are who? Single mothers. Yeah. So we have a problem in the black community in terms of the family. So that's another reason why I want to get this message out because I want the black family to be stable. And here's my way of trying to help people to understand a way that you can try to achieve a portion of the uh, challenges that occur in relationships. Yeah, and that's a good thing. Like I said, that's a big part of why I have you on here because anything that we can do to help the, the black community actually get family back together, I'm completely with it. Like I'm, I'm a big proponent of even if a woman is single, keeping something like a black father in the household, whether that be the actual father, a stepfather or something of the like. And your methods of keeping the man in the house, I'm in complete agreement with. Well, I think we also have to take a step back and look at us as animals, right? We are animals first, right? And so monogamy is not normal, even in the animal kingdom. And there were many years, and they've done a lot of research from uh, you know, Encyclopedia Britannica to the National Science Foundation. And they did these studies and the gray wolf, the Eurasian beaver, swans were, were supposedly monogamous. They found out they, they, they were not monogamous. Birds, they thought. So, you know, Tweety Bird doesn't know who the baby daddy is, okay? So all these studies found that these animals really were not monogamous. But, okay, so quick question. Can you believe one insect? There is one insect that is monogamous and it's going to blow your mind. What do you think it might be? A praying mantis. No. A cockroach. <laughs> That's even worse. 
I know. But the point is that monogamy is not normal. So if we approach, let's say, again, from a female standpoint, if we approach the fact that none of us are naturally monogamous, and then you take the fact that a man who typically will want to spread his seed around the globe, right? You have to understand that. So I talk about in the book how there's a correlation between shoes, women and shoes, and monogamy and men, right? So if you were to ask a woman, you know, if you could only have one pair of shoes for the rest of your life, (laughs) what shoes would you pick, right? Or you ask a man, my gosh, I have to be with one woman for the rest of my life. Oh my gosh, you know how traumatic that is? So it's traumatic for a woman in general, you know, oh wow, I can only have one pair of shoes. And for a guy, I can only have one woman, right? So it's very challenging. Um, so, But I think we have to be honest about who we are as animals first. True. Okay. Yeah. Now let, let's talk a little bit about cheating. So I'm going to pose the question to you first. Why do you think, what do you think, let's say, are the top three reasons that men cheat? Top three, um, lack of sex, lack mm-hmm. of attention, mm-hmm. uh, boredom. Mm-hmm. Exactly. But what was the first thing you said? Lack of sex, right? Yes, there's definitely, I mean, a man needs to feel appreciated. He needs to be respected. He needs to feel needed and 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 that he matters but at the end of the day if you are not giving that man the pussy there's gonna gonna be a problem right so that's that's a big thing and then we also need to make a differentiation between um chronic cheaters and men who are really trying hard (laughs) to stay faithful right So there are going to be some men that no matter what you do, they are going to cheat. They want tutti frutti. They want orange. They want vanilla. They want peppermint, you know, passion fruit. They, they, no matter what you do, you can, you know, have sex with him five times a day and it's not going to matter. So that's like a certain category by itself. But the average man, if he is being satisfied sexually, at home, on the regular, you are lowering the chances of him cheating. Because if you separate the the, the physical from the physiological, you'll realize that how many times can a man come in a day? <laughs> Depends on the man, but it's a lot. True. It's True, at least right? 10. And depending on the age, right? Yeah. So when you're in your 20s, oh, you could probably... 30, 40. <laughs> you could, right? But let's say that age of, let's say, 35 to 55. Let's say let's say married men and, and the more mature. How many times do you think you can do that in a day? Five or 10. Okay, so five or 10. So if you are sort of wearing, you know, that aspect out in a man you are lowering the chances. So in other words, if before, let's say he's saying, listen, I'm going with the boys to the strip club. And then you hit him off beforehand. That I'm not saying that he's still not going to be attracted to these women. He'll, he'll but, be attracted, but he ain't going to be available. 
Right. But I'm just saying that that takes the edge off. Would you agree? Yes. If, if, if you get a real, if you bust a real good nut before you leave a real good one, you're going to be there. You're going to be there for, you're going to be there in spirit. You're just going to be there to be there. <laughs> exactly. Um, but I think there's also uh, something that we should talk about is the division of labor. This is a major facet that I believe that men have to really understand with women. So in general, it is the woman that does most of the work. Am I lying? Sex wise? No, no. In terms of a family unit, right? In oh, yeah, of, definitely. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So you know, exactly. In terms of the entire household. You know, no matter how much, and I'm not saying, obviously, the, the man is, let's say, doing what he has to do. But she also has, in, in this, most women are, are mothers, right? She's got to do this. She's got to do that. She's got, and, and when the child is sick, they're not usually saying, Daddy, you saying, Mommy, right? Yeah. So there is a bigger responsibility. So with this, you know, whole um, idea that you have so many things that need to be accomplished in a household. The question is, how are you going to divide that labor? So both parties need to sit together and say, okay, look, let's just make a list of everything that needs to be done. And then we're going to decide who's doing what. And the reason why this is so important is most often, what's the reason that women don't want to give the pussy up? Tired. Yeah. They're tired. So if the man knows, yo, if I want to get some, let me let me help with the dishes. Uh let me pick up, you know, Bobby. Let me do, you know, and if you if that labor is is divided um in an in an equitable manner, it's not gonna be necessarily 50-50. Some days it's 70-30, some days it's 60-40. But if the man contributes to all the tasks that need to be done, she's gonna have more energy. To GDMDP. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So that's a really, really big part of it as well. Yeah, so right there, that that makes this book for, for both genders to read. Absolutely. This, Isn't this that is like, definitely a, a book men should pick up and read for that that part right there. Yes. I um I just spoke to my social media people, and so we did some ads, and I was shocked that the majority of this particular of a particular ad was men clicking and impressions and all that stuff. And I was like, wow. So to me, that message was they're agreeing with what I'm saying, but they really want to communicate that to their woman. Yeah. Because so, they want, they want to get the pussy. So to, to hear a woman express the, the necessity for that aspect of a relationship, men is always going to be in support of that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, yeah. pussy can save a nation. Yeah, <laughs> I, I particularly like the artwork of the book because you got pussy written real big on it, and that's gonna get men's eyes. Yes, immediately. Yes, and the color. <laughs> yeah, because I'm like, oh, okay, yeah. Let let me see what this book is about. Because literally, when um when Sarah, when she hit me up about, I was Samantha hit me up. I was like, oh, okay. That's the name of the book. Let me go ahead and pay some attention because usually I just I, I immediately turn people down once they say, "Oh yeah, I want to do an interview." I'm like, "No, nah, you, can, you can get get the fuck up out of here." 
But like I said, when she sent me the the the, the chapter and all that, I said, "Oh yeah, we we gonna do this show. This is happening." Because I'm interested. I sent the book to a couple of my family members. Oh, okay, excellent. Actually, a lot a lot of my male friends have purchased like four or five books because they want to give them out to you know many women that they know because they're not getting the message. I mean, I've had discussions with other women, and they're like, "Well, you know, uh, does that mean that?" Um, he he doesn't love you if he's cheating on you. I said love has nothing to do with it. You can love somebody and still cheat. I'm not saying it's right, but it doesn't mean that he loves you any less. And I, I think a lot of it in why a lot of women internalize cheating is because they look at it from the scope of their own understanding. Like they, they look at us cheating the way that they cheat. Because I feel like women cheat because of a lack somewhere uh romantically or a lack of somewhere emotionally men we literally cheat sexually like we cheat for pussy we don't cheat because you're any less of a woman or because we don't love you we cheating because we just wanted some extra pussy like it was like hey here's some pussy let me go ahead and get it but women a lot of times they cheat because they're being emotionally starved or a man is not doing something that he's supposed to do romantically but it's never that for us. Nine times out of ten, we cheating because we just want to fuck somebody. Exactly. And I have a chapter called Men Are Really Simple. And in that chapter, there's a whole area on feed them, fuck them, give them the remote. Pretty much. <laughs> Pretty much right? Um, and so I think that women don't understand, again, the level of importance. Also, um, many women don't understand it has nothing to do with beauty. You know, come on. If, if Beyonce and Halle fucking Berry can be cheated on, you know, it's not about the beauty. It's something else. Yeah. And, you know, the one that they got cheated on with didn't look anywhere near them. Of course not. I mean, look at, you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger with the nanny. Let me not let me not name any names. But anyway, I'm just saying it's not just about that. Um, so, you know, it, it's. uh I think it, we, we think it's complex, but it's really not. I also think that there's, um, I talk about the bait and switch. So when you, you know, first started dating the woman, oh my goodness, there was so much sex, 20 blowjobs a day. And then once, and I'm generalizing now, once she had, has the guy, then all of a sudden, yo, what happened? We were doing it like, you know, six times a week. Now I got to beg for one. Yeah, complacency. Right. Bait and switch. Yeah, yeah, because it's it's literally something that like like pimps will say you got to knock her every day, meaning whatever you did to get the person, you got to keep doing that to keep the person. Like you, exactly. you you got to re- remain in court mode the whole time. Like you always got to be courting. Yes, absolutely. But you know, once people get comfortable, they get lazy, and it's crazy because it's like. Women want sex just as much as men, but for some reason, it's usually the women gatekeeping the sex. Mm-hmm. True. And that's to me that I, I think that's like the the the, the billion dollar question. Like, why is it that if a woman wants sex just as a, just as much as a man does, why is is she holding it back? Because as as I, I have a, a chapter on you know manipulation and. You can wield your pussy power, but it should be done 
to better both parties. Because many times when you talk about manipulations, it's because one person is benefiting. But if the goal is to benefit the entire relationship and you actually know there are certain techniques that you can use that are mutually beneficial, then you should be using that. So, you know, when you think about with exclusivity comes responsibility. So that means that, hey, listen, if I'm marrying you or I'm supposed to be sexually exclusive with you, well, then you have an obligation to give it up. Or you're just basically saying, oh, I'm going to go out and, and do it with somebody else. But you have an obligation, both parties. If you're saying this is the only person I'm going to have sex with, you have to do your part. And there are many different ways that you can satisfy, you know, a man. And I talk about those in the book as well. You know, doesn't always have to be, you know, a missionary position. Maybe it's just like, listen, I'm, I'm pooped here. Here's my hand, you know, whatever. But <laughs> at the end of the day, he wants to bust the nut. True. And you know that I think that's a thing. Like, you know, like I said, like I'm I'm looking forward to getting all the way through the book because like I said, my brother loved it. And that's pretty much who's who's been picking it up from the people who I told about it. It's all been men. Like mm-hmm. the women are kinda like, oh, okay. You know, some of them are like over oversimplify the concept. Mm. And I'm like, no, you you gotta read it's a whole book. It's not a right. pamphlet. It's not an Instagram post. It's a book. You got to read it. Like anything that you want to get out of it, you you have to read the complete thing. Because like I said, that was my initial thought when I read the title of it. Like I was like, yeah, of course, get a man a pussy. But I was like, just for the sake of the content, let me give it a quick read through it. Now, like I said, I was like, okay, yeah, now now I'm interested. Especially because, you know, the 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 way that you put everything in the book is humorous. It's authentic. And like I said, you wouldn't be on this particular show if I felt like it was just going to be like some boring read of like, yes, and then, you know, according to this scientist and according to this study, like you're really talking shit in there. And I appreciate that. Absolutely. Well, I think that you can have um, that kind of stuff as well as some informational. Like, for example, um, I do talk about having a relationship quarterly review. Right. So now we're getting into the nitty gritty of similar to running a business, a Fortune 500 company, a stock, et cetera. Every quarter, at least they're looking at their business They're saying, okay, what needs to be changed here? What's the problems? What do we need to improve on? And it works the same way with a relationship. You know, it should be even more than a quarter, but every quarter there's got to be a sit down. Okay, listen, how's everything going? Um, Are you frustrated? Am I giving you enough sex? Um, Am I tired? Okay, what can you be doing? And asking all these questions, uh, how are we doing on our finances? How are we doing on this? How are the kids doing? All that kind of stuff at least once a quarter. And sex is a part of that, you know, review as well. And so if you do that, hopefully things won't go through the cracks. You know, are we dating enough? You know, we've been married for 10 years. We're supposed to be going on a date once a month. Did we do it last month? No. Why not? You know, these are the conversations that couples who really are committed need to have. It's just not your relationship just can't bob on a, a like a boat on the water. It does take work. Definitely. If both parties really want it to work, um, there's there's a blueprint. Yeah. <laughs> How do you feel about love languages? 
So I talk about, there's somebody named Tracy Cabot who wrote a, a book similar to The Five Love Languages. But I think that, um, yes, there are different types. I think in general, men are visual. Men are certainly very visual. But then you have some men that more respond to auditory if they hear something, you know, and then there are those that are visual. Um, I do think that you need to figure out your man. And I have a chapter <laughs> on figuring out your man, um, asking certain questions. Um, I have something called sex night orientation, where this particular night, you, you find some place, tell grandma to take the kids. This night, each person is going to have like their sex night, right? And so on this sex night, you're going to ask a lot of questions. You're going to try sexual things. You're going to see how many times in this, you know, session, if it's like a, an overnight can your man, you know, ejaculate? Um, what are the things you like? I mean, really getting to the nitty gritty. And all, that person, let's say in this instance, it would be, let's say the man's sex night, you know, every single part of the body. Like, what do you like? What don't you like? Well, when we when we were together, you like this. How come you don't do that anymore? I mean, literally focusing on that. So figuring out your man from a physical standpoint, from asking those questions, you know, which which celebrities do you find most attractive and why? You know, not to say that you want to become a celebrity, but you sort of want to get an idea like, you know what, I'm into ass, I'm into legs, I'm into, you know, all those types of things. You can't necessarily be that person, but there are certain elements that you can maybe try to incorporate. Mm -hmm. So figuring out your man in, in terms of things is very important. Yeah, yeah definitely. Both ends, both partners. Oh, absolutely. Men figure your woman out too that's right yeah well it's funny because a friend of mine um when i was reading part of the book she says oh you know it's all about pussy in here i'm like well that's what it's for i'll come up with a book give that man a, you know give that woman a dick but that's not what this book is about right now <laughs> yeah like this there, there's more writing to be done yes exactly but this i felt was a need because we have so much infidelity going on and i'm not saying and listen women cheat too but like you said, for different reasons. But to me, this is a solvable issue. Just give that man a pussy, you know? Yeah. Have conversations. I also think that, um, you know, sometimes women say, oh, this man's a dog, et cetera, et cetera. And they haven't really had a conversation about, A, what constitutes cheating? <laughs> and then also, um, you know, how many times does this man actually need it? So that you can even, even try to get close to what would satisfy him. So a lot of it is figuring out exactly and, and the honesty. Like he has to be honest and she needs to be receptive and not judgmental. If he says some stuff, he's like, oh, my gosh, that's disgusting. Da, da, da. You know, you, you can. You have to be open. Yeah. And, and especially if there was something that you was doing in the beginning that you stopped doing. Because some people like they they may have been when they first started, they was getting down in cars, movie theaters, parks. And then when they got married, it's like it, it goes to vanilla. Exactly. Exactly. So uh, if you think about the way of sort of um, in the book, I talk about um, there's there's general stuff, but there's also practical. So I have a chapter called how to work that pussy, you know. I have another chapter, the importance of the blow job. Another chapter, how to give the ultimate hand job, you know, techniques, make your own porn, 
you know, how to strip for your man. These are all chapters. So you can't say that you don't know what the heck to do. As a matter of fact, one of my friends says, oh, man, I want to go to a strip club. I'm like, you've never been to a strip club? She's like, no. I'm like, okay, well, you need to go. (laughs) You know. At least for research purposes. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Because the the easiest way to to lose a man is to bore him. Mm. And I I, I feel that on on both ends. Like the easiest way to lose your mate is to bore your mate. Mm -hmm. Lou Kane said, where can we purchase the book? Right. On Amazon.com. So if you go straight to Amazon General, you can't put in, uh, if you put J.C. Minks in, it won't come up. But if you put Amazon Books, like the click, the drop down, you put Amazon Books, it will it will pop up um, because it is considered an adult book. So, again, go to Amazon.com, click on Amazon Books, put in J.C. Minks, and the book will come up. And it's also uh, I have on my Instagram, uh, Instagram I have uh, all of them. Um, so Instagram is uh, JC Minx underscore. So if you go there, you will click on that link, and that'll take you directly to the book. Uh, Facebook JC Space Minx, uh, tw- uh, X I should say is JC Minx underscore, and then of course TikTok is JC Minx. And after this, I'm going to put all those links in the description. Excellent. So it's going to be in the podcast description. It's going to be in the YouTube description. So after y'all watch through this, I'll be putting all those links in there so y'all can click them so you can purchase the book and you can follow her on all social media platforms. Absolutely. And, And, you know, anybody who's getting married or going into an exclusive relationship needs, this is like the Bible. So there's a book, like when people are pregnant, the book that they always get is what to expect when you're expecting, right? This is the book. Listen, if you want a good uh, monogamous relationship, this is the book you need as your blueprint. So, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and that's the thing, you know, like I said, like when, when I took the, the opportunity to get the interview, that was really what I what I wanted for you to express. Like, th- this is a book that is going to help get couples together, keep couples together. You know, if if you're lacking and it's slowing down and you're trying to spice it up, you know, because like I said, like, it's not cool to be boring for no party in a relationship. Like, this is a book that you and your partner could both read and come back and discuss each chapter after you finish them. So it's like I, I honestly feel like this, this is this is a book that I, I'm going to be pushing. Like even after this is over, like I'm still going to be like, hey, y'all remember, get that book from episode 209. Because <laughs> I, I feel like this is something that's important for people. Absolutely. And I think one of the two most important chapters is um, one is ways to jack up your relationship. So I talk about um, manipulation um there's the misuse of pussy power you know the the pussy trading post you know using your pussy as a as a bartering tool um we touched on the bait and pussy switch and then also faking orgasms <laughs> the reality of fatigue Be- beware the comfort zone if you're walking around the house you know with that bonnet on your head all the dag on time with holy slippers and I'm, I'm sure guys have their things too, but right now we're talking about, you know, being attractive, et cetera, at home. 
and just things that are going to jack you up. But then I'm also talking about, again, ways to enhance and improve your relationship. So everything's in there. You got to monitor, you got to maintain, and you also have to seek first to understand. Yeah. And I... Something that you had just said, faking the orgasm. I feel like faking the orgasm is impossible. Impossible? Yeah. Like well, why do you say that? Haven't you seen Harry Met Sally? Yeah, but I, I I feel like you can fake a nut, but you can't fake an orgasm. Like to me, an orgasm is a full body experience that can't be duplicated unless it's experienced. So you're saying you don't you you're, you're saying that you think that you could tell the difference if a woman is faking an orgasm? Yes. Okay. So, how should we put it? I I, I disagree. I think that some women, not, not that I have, but I'm just <laughs> I'm just I'm just putting it out there now. I'm just saying. Um, no, because first of all, you women can fake orgasms, and you would never know. There are some women that have, um, you know, and some people when they have an orgasm, their, you know, their body does certain things. Other people don't. Some people have a whimper. Some people have an explosion. Um, but there are some very good actors out there. And I know because when I speak to women, I know that they are lying, many of them. Um, so I'm just letting you know. You may not know. You might have thought you might have done some damage, but I'm just playing with you now. But, um, you know, there, <laughs> there is a possibility that, um, you know, and I, and I say that faking an orgasm is a horrible thing because if he thinks that what he's doing to you is making your eyes roll back in your head, but deep down inside, you're just doing that to make him feel okay. You're, you're screwing yourself up. True. Because so never, ever now teach him what to do so that you can have that orgasm, but never fake an orgasm. Yeah, because honestly, I I feel like you can fake pleasure. You can pretend to be pleased. Mm -hmm. You could pretend that, you know, like I said, a nut, because to me, I feel like there's a difference between a nut and an orgasm. To me, a nut is, you know, a woman can have seven or eight of those like in in the midst of having sex. Mm -hmm. You can have you could bust a bunch of little nuts like the little baby orgasms. But a real orgasm, I I don't think it could be faked because a lot of times there's some fluid released in in that experience and you can see it. You can feel it. You can't fake that part unless you pouring water down your stomach or something like that. But I feel like a a lot of times an honest, true orgasm is going to take a lot out of both of y'all. Yeah, but every woman is different. So not everybody squirts, no, not everybody, you know, releases liquid. So, um, yeah. So did, now I saw some people saying, did you, did you, anybody have questions or something? Or do you have any questions? There, there are some people there, there, they, they have comments. She said, you have to communicate so you don't have to fake it. That's correct. That is true. She said, communication is everything. That is also true. But like but I like I told y'all, if y'all got questions, ask the questions. If y'all have comments, leave the comments. Don't be in there shy, man. You know, people be, they don't be willing to say nothing in them comments. <laughs> but, like, me personally, like, I, I'm I, I'm a big opponent of faking anything. You know, because, like, I, I would tell women all the time, like, if you got him thinking that that little bit that he's doing is a lot, he's going to keep giving you a lot of that little bit. <laughs> exactly. 
Because he's like, man, she was going crazy. You should have saw. <laughs> she was in there hooping and hollering and screaming, and she was yelling for Jesus. And it's like, <laughs> you wasn't doing shit. <laughs> exactly. And it's like, don't don't save my ego and fuck up our relationship. Because a lot Absolutely. of times, that's what's going to happen. You know, because like with me, conversations that I have with my male and female friends about my theory on not being able to fake an orgasm. A lot of the times that if a woman could pass off a fake orgasm it's because you've never given her a real one. Hmm. Mm-hmm. That's genuinely how I feel. If, if you've never pleased a woman for real, you don't know the difference because in relationships that I've been in, I could tell the difference between her really having that and her not having that so that's the reason i feel like it can't be faked especially if you've actually done it Mm -hmm. well we beg to differ (laughs) lou kane said if you don't release fluid that means your pussy's broke That's interesting. And that, and that's actually, I mean, physiologically, that's not necessarily true because women have orgasms all the time with no fluid being released. Yeah. And, and, and I think that's that's probably my disconnect with it all because, you know, I feel like there's levels. Because to me, they, they, they have the little ones, which are like the, oh, oh, all right, I got one out the way. Like the, the shit you get, you know, when you, you playing with your toy and you get your little, little ones off. And then you have your your big, big one, which is the big O, the one that after about two of those, you don't even want no more. So that's why I feel like those, you can't fake those. You can fake them little ones. You can fake the, oh, 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 I can't. But the big one, that's hard to fake. Yeah, but you know what? There's also um, the age of the person, right? So the reality is, you know, men start losing testosterone at the age of usually in their in their early 30s and women start losing estrogen as well. And then they go through menopause, et cetera, et cetera. So, again, when I talk about the physical aspect, a a vagina at 60 or 55 is different than a vagina at 25. Right. So it may take a lot longer or there may not be as much natural lubrication as a woman loses estrogen. So that's my point, and is it really depends upon the woman. And there are some people that are premenopausal very early on. So to all the guys out there that are thinking, hey, if she doesn't squirt or if I don't get this, it's not necessarily that she didn't have an orgasm. It just could be her vagina, you know? And there's a lot of factors that can change the pH or the lubrication of the vagina whether it's not having enough foreplay or a number of things. It could be medications. It could be quite a few things. Um, Let me ask you a question in regards to men and ED. I've been hearing a lot of stuff about ED with younger men these days. What have you heard? Um, A lot of these young dudes is taking all these fucking drugs. And a lot of that is what's causing it. Like, the, the the dudes in today's generation are taking a lot harder substances than we was taking when I was younger, 20 years ago. You know, and in, and also the foods that we eating. 
you know, they putting a lot more GMOs and shit in a lot of these foods that we eat. So I feel like a lot, a lot of that is contributing to why a lot of these dudes don't have it like it may have been back in the day. Like, you know, there's an organic food section now where back in the day all the food was organic. So I feel like that that has a, a lot to do with a lot of these dudes having problems down there. Yeah, I, I agree. I think that um, I don't know what the stat is, but I think it's somewhere about 60 percent of Americans are obese. So that's the first thing that's going to have an effect on your sexual performance. And like you said, diet, eating sugar and, and all the fat, et cetera, et cetera, is not. And, and many people are not working out. So you put that together and you have many men that aren't able to perform because of that. And then you'll have some men that actually lose the weight and they're like, oh, wow, look at me now. You know, so, um, yeah, there is a, a big correlation between, you know, your health and the ability um, for, for you know, with, with ED. Yeah. But, um, yeah. So um, what other questions do you have in terms of my book? Um. Who's your target demographic, like age-wise? Well, um, 35 to 55, um, because those are usually when people are in the throes of their marriage, right? They're having, you know, the children, they're having the children, they're maybe getting their first home, a lot of stress is going on, and, you know, it's, it's very difficult. You know, school-age children running around, um, and so that 35 to 55 is really the target. But the interesting thing um, is not only did I get um, many men who were interested in terms of the clicks and all that kind of stuff, I was surprised that the, the 45 to like 60 crowd was a big part. And then in terms of the markets, number one was New York. And then number two was D.C. And number three was Texas. I was like, interesting yeah so um those are pretty much the folks that are they're interested in this yeah yeah a lot of a lot of chocolatey areas Shout out <laughs> exactly. to that. <laughs> that's right absolutely yeah because like honestly I, I feel like it's a book that can help young people too because it's the earlier times in life and in relationships where you need to know stuff like this, to get to the point of getting into those thirties and forties and fifties and still being in your relationship. Absolutely. I mean, my social media folks, they're, they're in their twenties, early twenties. And I asked them, do you think this is an issue for your age group? And they're like, well, this is what people want in my age group, but everybody's just fooling around with everybody. But I think the goal is still, they want to be exclusive with one person um, in, in general. Right. And then there. Um, but in terms of men, I wouldn't say that that's the case um, in terms of most men in their 20s. I don't believe they're looking for exclusivity in, in general. What would you I mean? Do you think so? Nah. No, <laughs> no, you're, you're going wild. I, I feel like a, a lot of dudes that's that's young are not necessarily being tricked into relationships, but. Like some some dudes honestly are still under the impression that you have to be in a relationship in order to get sex from women. So some of them will literally fake the relationship just so they could get the sex. 
Yes. And that's really important about that communication. And there are many women that say, well, somebody's a dog. And I'm like, wait a minute. Did you have the conversation? Did you ask the specific questions? Number one, are we exclusive, just you and me? And does that also mean that we're not dating other people? Because you could date other people and be sexually exclusive. Yeah. Right? So, if you know, from a female standpoint, she needs to ask the questions. He needs to, of course, as well. But I'm saying, you know, so many times you hear, oh, men are dogs. It's like, wait a minute. Yo, did you ask him? Or did you assume that because you're hanging out every single Saturday night that he's your man? So you must ask those questions. And um, I think it's it's really important um, to establish that. And I think people in their 20s, they're just out there, et cetera, et cetera. And then you do have some women that in, are in their 20s that just want one guy. But if that's the case... You have to say, okay, well, if I'm on, my, if I'm texting someone and I'm flirting with them, does that constitute cheating or not? So I have loads of questions for uh, women to ask to establish: Is this man? Does he really want to be faithful to me? Um, and once you have that that answer, then you shake hands. Okay, so we're going to be exclusive, right? That means that you know, no kissing other people or whatever. It, it has to get granular. It sounds ridiculous, but you know, when you're clear on what each person expects, that's the way you set a very good foundation. Yeah, because I'm I'm big on your expectations and what you have to offer in every relationship. Like to me, those are real big, like first date questions. Like the once you try to have the conversation of exclusivity, I feel like these questions are important, like asking, you know, what is it that what goals do you have for this relationship moving forward how far do you see us going do you see us as boyfriend girlfriend do you see us as potential marriage do you see this being like a five or six year are you only fucking with me while we're in college or what is your aim for fucking with me absolutely and the 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 guy both of them but basically again we're talking about men um the, the man being honest about how difficult has it been for him to be faithful to one person, you know? And so I think the honesty has to be, listen, it's very, very difficult for me to do this. So what needs to happen to keep me faithful? What, what does that mean? Um, well, I usually like, you know, sex three times a day or, or I like it five times a day or whatever else it is, you have to have that conversation or the person is going to be frustrated uh, in, regards, in regards to what their needs are. And, um, you know, he should be very clear and honest. And that woman may not be able to meet that. And, hey, he might not be able to meet her criterion as well. But the conversation has to be had. And, again, that whole cheating thing is one of the main things. And how do you stay faithful? And using those techniques to do so, yeah, yeah, and like a, a another thing that I'm I'm big on is at like because more than asking what you may want and what I have to offer, a lot of times is asking like what is it that I could do to add to what you have going on? Like what is it that I as a woman could do to keep you faithful as a man? Mm-hmm. You know, because like a lot of times. 
some women are dealing with a man that one woman may not satisfy him at all. Mm-hmm. And it's like if if you cool with that, be cool with that. But if not, then you got to find what it is to take to make the man who says that he's okay with one woman make him okay with you being that one woman that he's staying with him. I almost said stuck with, but that's a bad word. <laughs> but the woman who he's gonna choose to be faithful with for you know whatever time that it is that y'all decide to be together. Exactly. But he has to be very clear about what his needs are. True. And if she has the ability to fulfill that, you yeah. know, and not faking it in the very early stages and so forth and realizing, man, we were doing it. Da, 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 and now I can only do it once a week. That's not right. <laughs> yeah, no, not at all. You know, and, and I think that goes back to you said, what the quarterly conversation. Yes. Yes, because it's like um, we haven't been meeting that quota that we set in the beginning of this relationship that we uh, that we discussed. We were saying we was going to be doing it four times a week and we only been doing it once or twice. Mm-hmm. You know, we we a little low down here. We're going to have to uh, we're going to have to work on something. That's right. And most of the time, a man usually knows beforehand if he's about to cheat. Right. I'm not talking about in an alcohol situation when you're in a bar and you drink too much. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about if there's somebody, let's say, at work, et cetera, and they've been having lunch every day. And so he's like getting to the point where it's like, you know what? I think something's going to pop off here. That is the point that he needs. Well, before that, but he definitely needs to have that conversation saying, listen, I want to be faithful to you, but. I'm feeling underappreciated. I'm feeling that you're not giving me the pussy like you said you were going to. And I am vulnerable right now. I'm telling you that. So you need to let's talk about how we're going to work this out. Or I feel like I'm going to cheat. That's a bold thing for a man to come to a woman to say. It's like, listen, I'm feeling like I'm going to cheat. So we need to sit down right now and solve this because I value the relationship. I love you. I care about you, et cetera, et cetera. We need to have this conversation like right fucking now. <laughs> yeah. Or something's gonna pop off. Yeah. And men have to get better at actually saying that. Because yeah. a lot of times I feel like a, most dudes are afraid of their woman. That's just <laughs> reality. Like they not gonna say it in the in those words, but a lot of niggas is just scared of their girl. That's mm-hmm. just what it is so it's a lot of stuff that they might have on their mind that they literally afraid to say just for the sake of peace right because a a lot of dudes will suppress strong feelings that they have for the sake of what they think is peace like just to keep her from cussing me the fuck out i'm not even gonna say it because honestly a lot of times that's why men cheat because instead of having those hard conversations, they'd rather go with somebody who's going to make that a, a easy fix to a big problem. Right. And that's where the commitment comes in. If you really want your relationship to work, you will have those hard conversations. Yeah, because I I feel like a lot of times women have a hard time making it a safe space for a man to honestly 100% be honest. Like mm-hmm. a lot of women will say that they want honesty, and then when they get honesty, they they break bad on a dude. So a lot of times, I like I would say, you know, to women, like a dude will be honest until you make him lie. Mm. Like mm. A, a, 
a lot of dudes will tell you a whole lot of truth until you punish him for telling the truth. Then he going to start lying. Right. And that's probably why these men were open to me because they had nothing to lose with me. They could tell me anything. Exactly. And so I'm trying to give this knowledge to women and say, listen, you're not listening, you know, uh, and it could be something as simple as a strategy of, listen, we're just going to write down. You have your pad. I have my pad. I'm going to write down exactly what I'm thinking right now and then have her do the same thing and then exchange. And she might be what I didn't realize, et cetera, et cetera. You know, so it, it really it has to do with how hard are you willing to work? It's really not that difficult. There's all sorts of techniques. There's all sorts of ways that you can do it. And I give you ideas in, in my book to do so as well. Yeah. Yeah. J- just so y'all know, it's all in the fucking book. <laughs> it's in the book. <laughs> you know, I, I appreciate y'all listening to this shit, but it's in the book. So, you know, like I said, after y'all listen to this, y'all click the links that's going to be in the description so y'all can get this book. Because everything that we're saying is going to be in the book. There's techniques and actionables and all of that that's in there for y'all to get so y'all can read through it. And again, get two copies so you and your mate can both read through it so y'all can discuss it. Exactly. But, you know, because that to me, that's that's like one of the, the bigger issues in cheating is men's fear of telling women the truth. Yes. A lot of dudes are literally afraid to tell a woman the truth. Like even in the bedroom, it's a lot of dudes that's literally scared to tell a woman shit that they like done because they fear judgment. Exactly. Nah, exactly. If, if if your man is afraid to tell you what he like done, y'all going to have a problem because mm-hmm. he's going to get that shit done by somebody. Right. Well, that's why I tell women that they've got to set up the sex night orientation, but they have to be open to anything he says no judgment no judgment yeah yeah because it's like if, if if you love me for real you'll fulfill this thing that i need done because right now now granted there are certain things so let's just say he says well listen i like for you to stick you know your finger uh you know up my ass for the prostate right don't judge him and and he should feel comfortable inside i'm looking at your face you're like uh <laughs> But and I talk about that, too. But my whole point is that, you know, whatever he tells you, you you know, you should be you might not be willing to. Let's say he says, OK, well, I want you to give me a rim job. You may not be comfortable with that. You know, there are going to be some things which you're like, listen, this is a non-negotiable. I can't do this or whatever. But you need to have the conversation and, and see how you can meet somewhere in the middle. Yeah. And I ain't gonna front because I've I've had this happen in a relationship that I was in. My girlfriend had a girlfriend. Because at the time, I didn't need coochie. Wasn't wasn't my thing. I, I didn't need pussy. I was a young dude, born in the eighties. We wasn't eating coochie. I was on some old school shit. I don't need pussy. She was like, um, well I like that done. I said, get a girlfriend. She did it. Wow. Yeah. I will be in the living room playing Madden and she be in the bedroom getting licked on. <laughs> I ain't touched the other girl or nothing. Wow. And I was like, y'all, y'all have fun. I'll, I'll come in there and uh, do my thing after she's doing, doing her thing. I'm cool. I I don't trip. It ain't, right. you know, cause to me, the definition of cheating is allowing another person to do my job in our relationship. Mm-hmm. 
So if it's something that I feel like is my job and you allow somebody else to do it, I feel like that's when you're cheating. Yes. And that goes beyond sex. That's anything that I feel like is my job. If, if you let a nigga come in the house and take the fucking trash out, like, that's my motherfucking job. What the fuck is he doing taking out the trash? I said I'd do that shit. So, you know, that's a fucking thing. Like, if, if you in a relationship and you want to keep anybody from cheating, my biggest thing that I tell everybody is your job as a girlfriend, boyfriend, husband, wife, or whatever the fuck you want to call yourself is to keep the side motherfuckers away. Hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Your, your job as a woman is to keep the side bitch away. So if he likes sandwiches, you supposed to be making them motherfuckers. If he <laughs> like getting his dick sucked every day, you supposed to be sucking dick every day. Either way, if you can't handle that, then obviously that job ain't for you. Right. And it's reciprocal. True. And it's reciprocal. Definitely. But, but my point is that, and, and you may take this the wrong way, but women, in my opinion, are smarter than men. <laughs> we are. Okay. Because there's going to be a whole lot of debate about that. But I'm just saying, I think that we have a lot of knowledge. And I think that um, there is a, um, how should we say, there's an emotional component. There's a responsibility component because as mothers, uh, as well as being usually the CEO of the house in regards to everything running smoothly, like I'm generalizing, that we have to multitask more than men in general, right? So if you're juggling five things with one hand and whatever, that's what women in general do. You cannot touch a woman who knows how to, how to um, multitask. So that's why I me, mean. I think that we're equipped to handle a lot more things and doing it simultaneously. And that's what I mean when I say we're smarter. I think that we have to um, take the bulls by the horn and really just um, bring these topics up, try to um, have a solutions-based relationship and asking these questions so that you can make your home better for everybody. And that hopefully will keep the Black family together. True. So give that man the pussy. Definitely, you know, and and I feel like a whole lot of it starts with you know actually being honest in the beginning in every relationship. Yes, being honest, being open, like creating a space where neither one of y'all are judging each other for the honesty that you bring into the relationship. Yes, because once you can handle whatever honesty it is, whatever desires that your mate has both the man and the woman y'all will be a whole lot better because it'll be easy to communicate when your honesty is not punished there you go but that's a key component when your honesty is not punished absolutely i like that i'm gonna write that down (laughs) (laughs) but you know now we're we're coming to the close could you please one more time on audio give everybody how they can find you how they can find the book and all of those good things absolutely so on instagram and also x the handle is jc minks underscore facebook it's jc space minks and then tiktok is just jc minks And when you go there, you'll see the link and that link will take you directly to Amazon where you can purchase the book. The other option is just to go straight to Amazon, 
click on the drop down, click on Amazon Books, put in JC Minks, it will pop up. So I really appreciate, um, you know, you're spending time today with me and I hope that I can help all your listeners and anyone else that's out there that really wants to, uh, you know, keep the family, keep exclusive relationships exclusive. That's a beautiful thing. I appreciate you for popping up. I'll definitely be reading this book, promoting this book, sharing this book with all my family and friends, because I honestly do feel like this is something that's important for everybody. So um, thank you for popping in. I'm about to uh, start my outro music. You know, I don't be willing for people to like roll out and do crazy shit. So I'm going (laughs) to do this little music and then, you know, thank you so much. Knows. We gonna mm-hmm. drop the microphone. All right, you take care. All right, you too. Thank you. Bye bye. Bye. All right, y'all, man. Y'all already know. If you would like to support it financially, y'all make sure to get that book because all that shit is gonna be in the motherfucking bio. It's gonna be down there, so y'all check that shit out. If y'all like to support the show financially, y'all can cash at me at Uncle Dolomite or get your merchandise at Too Much Game Podcast Support the motherfucking squad, Townhouse Media, Town E House Media, Patreon.com slash Townhouse Media. Check out the other shows. The Sports for You podcast, Sports Number Four Letter U, YouTube, Facebook, and all that good shit. 6 30 p.m. Pacific time, Tuesdays and Fridays. Um, follow me on social media, Uncle Dolomite and Too Much Game Podcast on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube. I'm not on Facebook, y'all niggas know that shit. I'm banned. But uh, YouTube, subscribe, hit the motherfucking like button. Please leave comments and questions. You know, all that shit. Everything is important. Nigga, support is free. But um, y'all already know I'm going to keep that shit short and sweet, my nigga. I ain't here to help you get bitches. I'm here to help you get better. Too much game.